This is Out of Fashion, a podcast with Martin Kamer, hosted by Remo Hecklin. Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the podcast Out of Fashion. This podcast deals with historical clothes in connection with the collecting activities of Martin Kamer from Switzerland. Martin, you attend auctions in different cities. Can you please explain how auctions work? Okay, yes. Um, and not only in different cities, in different countries. In England, America and France. Anyway, um, the auction houses have a specialist department. And as I, they have a department of furniture, painting, drawings, engravings, porcelain, silver, whatever. And as I deal in textiles and what they call costumes or what I call antique um, historical fashion and they have a department for that too and they have experts and the experts um, the public somebody wants to sell something brings it brings it to the auction house and the, the expert at the auction house looks at it and evaluates it and tells the vendor we might be able to get a thousand whatever for it um, are you willing to sell it for that and then either the seller says no I would like more or that's fine and then it's taken in and described by the expert and then they uh, the auction house makes a catalog where all these items are listed with a number and description with the estimated with the, uh, price yes with, the, with the, what we something call a guesstimated the guesstimate <laughs> The estimate sometimes is ridiculous, sometimes it's far too low. You never know. It's, it, that's why you have to go and examine these items at the auction. In advance. Uh, in advance, yes. You so get, you have the possibility to uh, have an overview. Uh, or... A preview. Well, um, of course, because otherwise you're, buy, you're buying a, a cat in a bag and that's not very successful in the end. The catalogue is published about three to four weeks before the um, auction in the Anglo-Saxon world. In France, it, sometimes if you're lucky, you get it a week before the auction. Anyway, you, you, when I get an, a catalogue, I flip through the catalogue, I look of what's interesting for me, I make a note, and then I go. The viewing, it's called viewing, is usually two to three days before the auction. So I go the first day when it's a possibility and I go and look at everything that interests me. Sometimes I look at everything anyway. But what do you mean by looking at items? Can well, you touch them? Oh, yes. And oh, examine them like really properly? Oh, yes. You, t you turn them inside out and because then you can t tell whether the item is what it's described as in the catalogue, whether it's had alteration, whether it's correct, whether it's a fake, whether it has holes, whether it's faded. It's all these myriad uh, or moth-eaten old stuff that you have to look at. But there must be very valuable clothing sometimes. So are you allowed to touch all of them or? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm the client. You know, I'm, I, I, I have to look at it. I have to evaluate whether, first of all, I, do I want to, is it, was it what it described as in the catalogue? And do I want to spend a lot of money in buying it? Can I sell it? Is it a possibility that I can resell? I mean, you know, sometimes I just bought it for my personal collection. But do you have to wear gloves when uh, you touch these at, items? At, at one stage, it, in, one, in a one auction house, they wanted us to wear gloves. But if you're wearing gloves, you have no uh, sensitive in the fingers and you, you could actually damage 
the tactile. It, 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 it is um, very fragile items sometimes, and it, you know it's easy to put a finger through. If you touch it with your naked hand, you know because your skin has a memory. Like when you touch something, you know this is paper, this is cardboard. You don't right. even have to look at it. Right. This is porcelain. This is fabric. In the fabric, it, this is silk. This is polyester. This is linen. This is cotton. So it's very important that you touch these things because then you really start to know what the item is that you're looking at. Seeing hands. Yes, yes, yes. Like smell, you know. You there's memory in in your touch. So. And then what happens next? Well, next, I go home, and if I need to, I do research on these items and see whether. I have a very good visual memory and I have a vast library and um, documentation. So I go, oh, have I got, is that what I want? Is it, yeah, you do research and to verify you, yourself that, that you really know what you're doing. And then you go to the auction and um, you hope for the best. <laughs> But do you set like a, a limit, uh, a budget limit? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Sometimes I just go and I know I've got to get this item, and then I might I might get it or I don't get it. I mean, it's been sometimes it's if an item has to come to you, it comes to you. I've I've passed things at auction because it was too expensive, and then suddenly it came up at auction again, much cheaper, and do, then I bought it a second example? time. Hmm? Do you have an example? Oh yeah, I've, uh, there was a there was. A, Big excitement at an auction in London. Um, a big hoop petticoat from the 18th century came up for sale. And hoop petticoats at the 18th century is almost like a piece of the true cross. It's really very rare and very desirable. I had just come back from Australia at the, two days before, so I went and had a look at this at this petticoat, hoop petticoat. Very beautiful, very big for a big court dress, extending quite about a meter each side of the hips, or 70 centimeters at least. And so um, the estimate was 600 to 800 pounds, which was totally ridiculous. And the um, auctioneer told me, I'm going to look such a fool because that's so stupid. But because this item was part of a um, probate and the probation officer estimated this at six to eight hundred pounds and she had to take that over because it, that mm. was in the in the mm. documents anyway so i didn't want to be seen bidding on this item and so i participated on the phone where you can go um, to an auction in person or you can bid by phone and i chose to bid by phone because also this was really the only uh, item in that sale that interested me so um the bidding started and it, it within 10, 20 seconds, the bidding had reached 20,000 pounds. <laughs> Started at 600. <laughs> so other, other telephones, there were quite a few telephones. And then I had set myself a limit of 20,000. I said to myself, I don't have a car, so I'm, I'm going to buy, buy this um, petticoat, the hoop petticoat. I always, um, when I want to cheat on my son, I, I, I argue with myself, I don't have a car, so I can afford this. <laughs> And then... It went on and 21,000 and I dropped out because I thought, no, that's really too much, I really. Because at that time, the Swiss franc and the um, 
pound, the pound was very high against the Swiss franc. And then on top of the hammer price, what you call the hammer price, is the um, premium that you have to pay. And this oh, is an extra. An extra, yes. You pay a commission to the auction house of 25%. The seller also pays a 25% um, commission. So anyway, that would have made the... I just went, oh, thank God, I spe- I've saved a lot of money. <laughs> and the next day, I, I got a phone call from the auctioneer thanking me for um, bidding so high for this um, hooped petticoat. And I said, well, no, no, thank me. It was just a wonderful item. And she said, well, um, the person who bought it doesn't want it anymore. Oh. I know who that is. Well... It is a foreign museum, and they have they probably feared that they wouldn't be able to export it out of England. All right. So they got cold feet. But it's illegal. It's once, illegal. Isn't once it? the price is established at auction, that is the that is the price. That is, yeah. That's it. That's fixed. So I said to the auctioneer, "Well, I will, I knew I was going to buy it, but I thought, I'll go. I go in and have a look, other look. I have to. I have to play hard to get. So I went into." have a look at it again and I said well yes I mean you know I sort of was the underbidder of 20,000 so I'm going to pay 20,000 for it Hmm. and the auctioneer said well I don't know whether the owner I have to talk to the owner and maybe he'll accept or he won't accept and I said that's fine and then she phoned me the next day or two days later and said yes the owner has accepted Hmm. so I said fine so I paid and went to collect it and it was a really huge beast, and it's made from rattan or wooden uh, ovals, and um, sewed together with, um, with a bandage, linen, with linen, linen, linen. fully covered Just, linen. So, so it's it's quite stiff. No, it's it, it, it's uh, it's it's like it concentrina. It, it's like uh, if you from top to bottom, it's like a concentrina. You have these three or four um, oval circles in wood, and All right. it's covered with linen, so that's soft. And so. I hailed a London cab to go home and I, you know how big London cabs are and the back is very roomy and I actually had to struggle to get in and had to... <laughs> um, Such a big item. ...have this, this beast on a, on, a, on, a, on a diagonal on me and I had to kind of was hidden by this thing. That's <laughs> very funny. Have you ever sold one of your dresses from your collection in auction? Yes, I have put some stuff up at auction, stuff that I really didn't want anymore and I bought, had bought or I had got as a lot. I wanted maybe one piece out of a lot of five and then I had the and five the rest, things and they were just, uh, just, they were just hanging around the in less, boxes. Uh, and the, yeah, the, the, the leftovers, the let's leftovers, call them leftovers. Yes. And there is another thing which, is, which I had to learn at, in the beginning, which I didn't know in the beginning, that you buy something and it's really, it's okay. And you think, well, I can make a f- quick fiver on this, except you can't because it's something you don't really value. You can't stand behind it. And then you suddenly have a, full, a box full of fivers and tenors and it, because you also don't push them to sell them because you have good stuff to sell. So you concentrate. Mm, you concentrate on these on, items. On these and on the expensive things. And it's, sometimes it's easier to uh, sell an expensive item than a cheap item. The expensive item you stand behind, you can stand behind it. It's it's your signature. It's but that's interesting. It's like a psychological thing. Yeah, yeah. How does an auction actually work? 
Well, you go. <coughs> to is the that, you, you sometimes you you attend the auction just by phone, yes. by a phone call. Yes. Yeah. But usually you are sitting there. Yes. You go if you want to sit the whole auction. You go a quarter of an hour, twenty minutes before the auction starts. You go and register, and you get a, a number or a paddle with a number on it, and um, because. In certain auction houses, they know you, and it's it's a it's a matter of um, trust. Trust, yeah. But you still have to sign something. But they've got your details anyway, so it's not so bad. And then you sit in the auction room and you wait till your lot comes up, and then you make eye contact with the um, the auctioneer. With the auctioneer, or you raise your hand, and the auctioneer knows that you are interested. So he goes twenty five. On my right, 25 for, 30 for you, sir. And then it goes on like that. And then sometimes you don't have to re raise your hand. I, I bid with my eyebrows. I just, or. Uh, How does this work? Well, you just raise your eyebrows and the, the auctioneer looks at you and you go. Oh, that's or, a yes. Yeah, that means yes. <laughs> or you, you, you um, raise your head. Or. The secret signs. Yeah, yeah. So you don't. So, so nobody knows who's bidding on it. I also sometimes have pencil in my hand and I just sort of make a sign with a pencil. A very small sign. Just sometimes, to... yes. I mean, I've once uh, was attended a uh, an auction and there was a, a group of carpet dealers there and they came for some Balkan um, wonderful velvet, embroidered, gold and silver embroidered um, velvet coats. And I knew they were there for that and I wanted them as well. So I sat... They were sitting on my left, and so I raised the pencil next to the right side of my head, and they couldn't see who was bidding because I hit my pencil. But the uh, auctioneer knew what I was doing, and he had a, he got a kick out of it. And, <laughs> and then um, at the end of the auction, you know, I, I note down in 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 my uh, catalog what I got, and what the, I sometimes take notes what the item have sold for. And sometimes not, sometimes not interesting, sometimes interesting because it's a reference then for other things that you think, you know, oh, if I want to buy a similar item, I have to at least pay that much for it. So it's an information. But then I have a, a list and then you go to the rostrum where the um, auctioneer is or an assistant is and they hand you the bill. Sometimes now with, with electronic, they do it electronically and then you... Um, Leave the auction room and go. You go to the cash cashiers and wait. And then, which number is your last lot that you got? Got? And they said, No, we're not there yet. They have to make me five to ten minutes till your number comes up. And then they can print out the uh, your um, the bill. Bill. Now, in the old days, you had a checkbook. So you went there, you wrote a check, and you gave them the check, and that was fine. And then, of course, since quite a few years, there's no more checks. But if you have made arrangements beforehand um, and they trust you, you're able to collect and then pay electronically afterwards. But would there and be collect. the possibility to pay cash? And not yes, there was, but not anymore because it's it's money laundering thing. It's become very difficult. You can sometimes, however, pay by credit card. They charge you a, a, a fee, but you can do that. And um, then you go and collect, you go to the um, the department and show them, you get a triple bill, you get a triple... Um, receipt. Receipt, yeah, in in triple. And you go, one is for you and two is for the auction house. 
and one. So you go there and you hand them in and then they bring out the auctions and you tick off, that's it, that's it, and you... you Oh, um, right away. It, it, examine what you... It's you've, like a pickup service. You, yeah, you, well, yeah. You, want, you, you get make, what you got. Yeah, what you paid for. What you paid for. Yeah, or what right. you want to pay for, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, But I imagine sometimes you send your items home because no. they are too big or too many. No, I mean, in, in, the only it, too big was the, the hoop petticoat, but the other stuff, you know, clothes can be folded. I bring a lot of bags with me or, or suitcases and they go in there and then I, I, I'll cart them home. Okay, thank you very much for this anecdote, Martin. Now we know way more about how auctions work. And dear listeners on the other end of the line, thank you very much for your interest. Thanks for listening. This was Out of Fashion. 